Berisha to Yamanzi. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Berisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante with the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! And the Western service crew are celebrating. It's Tongyek. Uh, welcome back to All Out West. This week you're joined by Kelsey and Wallace and the gruesome twosome's here. Even though you've got a current injury, you've made it here. Yeah, it's you and me again, big fella. How's your week been? Can't complain, just rehabbing the old knee. Injured it the other week and... Uh, How'd you do your knee, buddy? I moved the couch. Yeah, well, let, let's just backtrack it a bit. Last week we wanted to do a podcast, but there was a game on the Wednesday night. Um, and between your, your your injury and a little bit of illness, we're just like, hey, it's a bit hard to coordinate and your internet connection is the worst. We, we can't do it on, on, on the phone, no. No, it's like, it's like watching The Matrix in Rewind and at a 16th speed. It's very um, stereo format. No, no, it's Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> That's what it is. It's just that film. Yeah. Underrated. I actually really genuinely like that film. But um, yeah, so... That's what, Sorry for missing last week, guys, but we're going to make up for it this week with a big episode. We're going to keep it a little bit condensed this week, like a little bit of short form. Short, for, Get to short, the point. A little bit less uh, waffling than usual, but we'll make up for it in the intro. No Led Zeppelin's ramble on. That's a, that's a banger, man. It is a banger, that's, but that's I'm just saying we're going to have to cut it this week. All I'm saying is we should just replace the podcast with just the Moby Dick solo live. I'm good with that. Yeah, it's just, it's just a banger. It's just, it just bangs. It's like eight minutes of your life gone. It's a good time. I, I do it. I might put it at the end. Come sue me, Led Zeppelin, because um, everyone's suing them for copyright infringement. But back to the A-League. This week's been action-packed with kind of a triple header of 0-0 draws, which one of them was our game um, on Saturday night, a 3-2 Sydney Derby in front of 20,000 people. What's your highlight been? Oh, I, I can't call it a highlight. We all know it's VAR. Yeah, come on. That's it's been a rough week. You know what's bad when people that genuinely despise your team, like their tribalism is against Western United, and they're like, "Shit, you got a rough end of the stick." Which is what everyone, I think, as a community, is going. Hey, VAR isn't enriching our game. Like, we should Marie Kondo this. If it doesn't, if you hug it and it doesn't give you joy, you should throw it out. It's it's killing the joy of the game. Yeah, it, it, yeah. And look, however, a non A League highlight. Don't know if you saw last night, but Rangers absolutely destroyed Celtic. <laughs> I feel like this is like we should like the West United all out West slash Celticate. No, look, I was just happy to watch them destroy Celtic. Oh, oh I might re- I might watch the game. Um, yeah, that's, that's a bit of fun. Now, I want to talk about something before we get into the game, and it's the 990 crowd figure, figure from last Monday night's game against Newcastle Jets at Amy Park. Now, I actually had this as a point for my game. Okay, do, am I spoiling it? No, look, I think maybe we cover it now. Look, let, let's just cover it off. When I first saw it on TV, I'm like, this isn't going to be a good crowd. Was I expecting a record low? And for the record, I don't think it is a record low. There were plenty of games last year that had zero people in attendance. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I think if we look at it logically, there's so many factors to it. So the the fixture was announced nine days before yep. it actually took place. It's in the centre of Melbourne. Very far from our demographic, which I, I acknowledge that the club has not openly turned soil yet, which is a big point of content, contention for a lot of people, which I understand. I, I, again, am wanting that to happen. We all do. But a Monday night for one of the bottom place teams... 
from inter, that's from interstate. And not a well-supported team, let's yeah, that's what it, be honest. Um, and shout out to the guys that did go to the game, Crossbar, Josh from yeah. Crossbar Capers. He hung out with our lads that day. Um, and I just not like that little time and, to public. Like how can you promote yeah. a game that hasn't been announced till nine days prior that's on a Monday for an uh, emergency? Well, let's put it this way also. So nine days, Melbourne at a stadium where our fans have felt alienated all season as a majority for the season. Yeah. The last game before prior to that, Amy, they made some concessions and were finally relenting, but for the most part, people are disgruntled. Weather does play a part. People don't want to be cold on a Monday night. No. Then you got Monday night, 7.05. Game's not finishing till 9.05. You're lucky if you're home by 10.30. 10.30. Kids, are, like school holidays or not, you still, if you've got kids, you're not bringing them. Now, if you've got the fans who are in Geelong or Ballarat, your 10.30 is looking at more like 11. Mm. Realistically, especially if you took transport. Depends if you made the train. How does it line yeah. up with public transport? And just because your kids might be on holidays doesn't mean you don't have work in the morning. Exactly. It's just, I don't think Monday nights suit this league. And I'm going to throw this out to Bar, I think, NRL, AFL fears Mondays. Yeah, no, unless it's a public holiday the next day or a special thing. Like um, Queen's Birthday is one where a Monday game works. Yeah. Because it is the public holiday. Exactly. It's it's a dead slot. But then you can have an earlier kickoff if it's a public holiday so that people can get home at a reasonable time. This obviously was picked due to the fact that Jets had to come down to Victoria for two games and stadium availability. And look, Victoria's Victoria's not a Monday. I don't think – I think Bar New South Wales, Monday's not a time-friendly slot. I don't know why it works in New South Wales. They're a little bit different. Yeah. No hate, not – you know, this isn't turning into me heading on them thing just yet. But, look, uh, yeah, there was a lot of factors and, look, I'm glad 990 people turned up. That's it. I think that's a win. And if you look at the previous entries for lowest attendances in the league, they were like 1,100. It's not a big flex. It's sad. And if you look at some of the lowest attendances, six of them, have, I think five or six have been in the last 12 months. Yeah. And I think it's a bit of a state of the game. Mm. Because, you know, I do think VAR and things like that are sucking it out. I'm not blaming VAR for why people... But it's a contributing factor. There's things that are... Like the game's struggling a bit at the moment. And which is ironic because it's one of the best seasons I've personally oh, ever yeah. watched. And I've been yeah. watching A-League since 2014-15 when yeah. I first got into it. And I'm... This is some of the best... There have been some banging games. You know what I mean? That's... It's just Take the 3-2 game the other day. Yeah. Here's another... Exa- like another thing that I really think contributes to it is Foxtel. If you see their branding for every other sport, you see your Formula One, your AFL, your NRL, your cricket. Well, how many but, ads do you get for them during the week just randomly in day-to-day television? Fair bit. How many mm. do you see for an A-League game? Oh, here's the big A-League. Like, mm. you know, even take Victory v, v Sydney. Take, you know, mm. one of the bigger games. When's that ever advertised? Never. That's my point. Yeah. But you see their KO's branding everywhere with those four sports there. It would not hurt them to have a fifth one on that board, but they choose not to. They have actively chosen to avoid promoting the sport. They don't want to promote it. Exactly. New, well, look what page it's always on in the newspaper as well. Mm. It, it's never the front. Or, and look, I get it. It's never going to be the front in Victoria. But, or New South Wales or Queensland. But two, three pages in, it wouldn't. Is that really a big deal? 
And that's where I think if Stan, not if Stan Fairfax bit, uh, thing came through, because have you seen how much advertising they're putting for, forward in, for their rugby and the Stan service? No, I haven't actually I've, seen I, it because I, I don't have Stan at the moment. I've been watching Lego Master a little bit because I'm a bit of a fan, got a young child. You know, it's a bit of a fun thing to watch together. And the amount of advertising I've seen for Stan Sport during that and say the news, because I wasn't typically a Channel 9 watcher, is it's quite a lot, which... Imagine if that was used for our brand. Channel 9, which has a mainstream audience, is one of the bigger channels in the country. It's in the top two easy. So I go, imagine if that was backing us in a support like that and then a free-to-air game once or twice a week. Well, then that's the thing with Channel 9 too. Look, with their history, like thinking back as a child, I always remember no matter what sport they've ever had, they've always promoted that sport well. They've gotten behind it. Mm. Um, you know, they had the cricket for decades. They had the AFL for a short while. They've always promoted the NRL. Nine World of Sports was rad. Yeah. And you know, they, they used to have a bit when, of variety. When they had the swimming, they used to have ads for swimming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're putting money to like to promote that. And that's what we don't have with Foxtel because Foxtel's dying as a product. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah, we can't, we, we'll, we'll move on because yes. we, we could talk all day about this, but... I think as a league... Look, was I shocked it was 9.90? No, am I disappointed? A little bit, but I understand why it was mm. what it was. Did I... Am I worried that this can be the death of the club? No. Nah, nah. That's quite the opposite. Uh, we'll move on to a bit of the club news, and there isn't much this week, and we're just going to do a bit of a quick one. Uh, injuries at the moment. Joshy Risden did his foot in one of the games coming up. I think it was the Jets game. It was the Jets game. The Jets game. So did Dalibor Dalibor Markovic on debut. So that's a... Sorry, mate. We feel bad for you. That's just... And in the warm-up of the Jets game... Luke Duzel. Do you think it's Amy Parth that's just shit? Yes. It's horrible. It's the second worst ground I've been to in the world behind GMHBA Stadium. Just a bit of an NPL update. So on Friday... uh, our two teams took on Melbourne City at ABD Stadium. And is that the Alphabet Stadium? Yeah, it, it, is, a, it is a lot of... I, I was confused reading that. Are the Jackson 5 getting behind it? Now, I don't have the results for the MPL, the under-21s, but the under-23s had a 3-3 draw with Reese Vanivsky and Milanovic scored twice. So that's... Shout out NPL. Good to see the boys yeah. going. And against a good youth side in City, because yeah. let's face it, we've been approaching their youth for ages, and they've Everyone. got a good, they've got a good youth squad. Shit, half the league are ex City youth players. <laughs> Look, they're developing them well, that's... and they're starting to reap some rewards for it. Exactly, but that's what we want to see everyone doing. Like that's what we need. I hate to say it, but they're actually starting to. They did what they intended to do. It took them a decade to get here. But you're starting to see a vision for that club, for a team that had nothing. All right, let's get to around the grounds. So, speaking of Melbourne City, they have signed Daniel Georgievsky on an injury replacement contract for the rest of the season following his departure from Western Sydney. He replaces Nathaniel Atkinson, who suffered a hamstring uh, against uh, Wellington. Smart signing. Smart signing. He, he wasn't doing much at uh, West Sydney Wanderers yet? Yep. Yeah, I'm a bit gutted. I wouldn't mind seeing him in uh, the Woo. I think he'd be a... I don't think in our lineup we would need him, but he was a name thrown around before our first season started, and I thought he would have been a great personality for the club. Look, he's always been a solid player. But not just that. He's also like, I think the personality on top of that is 
marketable. You know, he's good mm. in a, he's good in an interview. Well, he also has the link to the Macedonian community too, exactly. which would be great for a lot of our fans. Great for them in the sense that they sign him. Having the northern suburbs link, a lot of the Macedonian communities out in that Thomastown area, so mm. the northern suburbs. So probably a smart signing for them. It's only short term, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But but it's a bit of a buzz. Yeah, he's a. All right. Um, funnily enough, Melbourne City are also in pole position to sign Socceroos winger Matthew Leckie, which makes sense. Melbourne, Victory and Western uh, United are also suitors, but City are the best place. Look, it makes sense. Mm. That'd probably be the best place. They can probably offer him the best deal. Um, How the hell are they fitting this in the salary cap? I assume Leckie will be one of their marquees. Like... It's the he, only McLaren, way I McLaren can do it. will be out of the cap, so unless he's leaving, you know what I mean. Yeah. A big name would have to go. Like you you'd think so. It'd be huge. I wouldn't mind him out our way though. Oh look, I would like. I, he'd be great, but then he, you know, he's going to sign for whoever can get him the best deal. And I think either oh, City or Victory are probably the only two that can give him the deal. Uh, Western Sydney have signed uh, Scotty McDonald for the remainder of the A-League season. It seems like he's doing a retirement tour of all the teams. Can he get into all the states? That's a state tour. I'm glad he didn't go to City because it was rumoured he was going to Melbourne City to shore up McLaren's spot if he goes for... International duty, was it? Socceroos duties, yeah. Which I think would have been stupid with the calibre of people they've got. But West Sydney Wanderers, his first game in, he scores the winning goal in the Derby. Yeah, look, he's a good, solid player um however he does seem to think that he should be starting or else he's leaving yeah well that's three clubs in two seasons yeah and he moved around a bit in scotland too yeah, I, I had a look. he has a hish like oh we did the recap you may recall in earlier episodes there's a reason why i had an extensive list <laughs> that was such a bit i looked at it the other day and i'm like and everyone's like oh i can't believe he's changing clubs again and then you look at his cv and you're like He's actually been pretty good this yeah. two seasons. If anything, he's overextended his welcome at some of these clubs. <laughs> well, he played 23 games at Brisbane. Like, that's... He's up, mate. Yeah, like, and let's not forget, he's not exactly in his young 30s. He's <laughs> near 40. He, yeah, like... He does not want to be rested. No, but he isn't... Because he hasn't got many games left. And good on him for trying and doing well. Um, he... Brought a lot to Brisbane Raw in that short time he was there. He did. He actually gave him some... He helped turn their season around last year when he left us, obviously, to go there. Gave him a bit of a focal point. Um, yeah, so good luck to him. And then, obviously, this is old news, but because we haven't done it in a couple of weeks. Uh, Melbourne Victory have appointed Tony Povich as the club's new head coach for the next three seasons. He's got a big job. Oh, yeah. Well, he's going to probably have to do recruiting, and it's going to be interesting to see how that functions. I would like to see them doing better because the overall league will do better if the product you know, does better when they're up. A bit. Yeah, like when you got thirty thousand, you can get thirty thousand people into a venue. You kind of need them to be successful. Yeah, when the league has like, I'd hate to see the the overall membership tally for this season. Yeah, and I'd hate to see like if they keep going like this, and I hate to see some games that Eddie had. It's just gonna look. Well, they had three. Th- well, here's an, here's another thing. Uh, we played to 990 people in at Amy Park, which was 3% of the capacity of like 24, 25,000. They played the Friday night to 3,200. And Eddie had? No, uh, yeah, at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, oh, whatever the hell it's called yeah, at Marvel now. Marvel Stadium, yeah. which is worse. Well, see, percentage-wise, technically, we're still... No, hang on. Amy Park's 35,000. Is it? Yeah. So, yeah, so it'd be about 3%. percent be just under. Yeah. Yeah, so, and they, they were three to... 
what's 55 50, it's still much not, muchness yeah it's still pretty bad it's it's slightly better than ours, but not. Ours is it's, endemic. It's proportionate to the amount of fans each club has. Exactly. That's what I mean. I think the downgrade is across the, the league. And Bar City, who I think are having probably one of their better seasons turnout-wise, um, yeah, most most of them are down. CCM had a really good pull the other day, which is great. The brass band's back. Hmm. We just sidetracked. Let's keep... Let's, let's no, and then the last note for around the ground is uh, Liam Reddy broke the clean sheet record, now at 86. Yeah. I think that's really good for Liam Reddy. It's, uh, he's been a stalwart of the... A bit the, underrated too. Yeah. But he's also made a lot of goofs, but good on him. He's had a good career. Congrats, mate. Uh, Scotty's coming for it, mate. Well-deserved record, but yeah. You're, you're only the placeholder. I'd like to take a moment to speak about our sponsor, Glowpair. Glowpair makes self-watering planners for... People of all skill levels. You can plant tomatoes. You can do basil. You can do really anything you want. Bar like really big trees. So make sure you check it out. www.glowpair.com for our international listeners and www.glowpair.com.au for Australian listeners. So as a side note, no planting eucalyptus trees in them. Yeah, that's that's what. Gum trees? No. You know what I mean? Like no Japanese maple tree. They might be pretty. Can't put it in the planter. I know you care about orangutans, Kelsey, but you cannot plant palm oil trees in there, okay? Exactly. No coconut tree yep, no. for those in Queensland no. who can grow that, that, those kind of things up there. I'm trying to think of other trees. Palm about trees. <laughs> yeah, about a trees. <laughs> Banana trees. Yeah. Let's move on to the Wellington Phoenix game. So for the final game of this year's Festival of Football, West United took on Wellington Phoenix. It played out in a 1-1 draw in front of 2,528 people on a Thursday. What are your thoughts about the lineup? So, this was uh, the standard lineup that we usually had. Which is the reason, there's a reason why I'm highlighting that right now because it's about to change. Yeah. Um, I really liked this lineup, to be honest. I thought the only thing that's, uh, was I was surprised to see Ickes spending more and more time on the bench. He's become our impact sub, which I'm not a huge fan of. No, I, I like because he, he does a lot of link and like he's good at distributing the ball. I feel like we augment Barisha's inability, although Barisha is in the starting lineup for this, and we'll get to Barisha in a minute, but I feel like we're stronger with Dylan Pieris either on the right wing or as, as the impact sub where... Yeah. Because he has that speed, and yes, he's doing really well, but I don't... And not to negate him in any way, shape, or form, because he's been one of our top players this season. Yeah, and the other thing I liked too was, again, Uzcock coming up into that central role to help give Giselle rest who, you know, we, we've been saying time and time again, we're worried about him getting injured. Mm. Turns out we're Nostradamus-like. Well, before I get into my one comment, I really enjoy seeing Hamill in the lineup. Yeah, Hamill's stepped up. And it was, it was great to have Rizzo's return. And it was great to have Hamill while we had him. Yeah, exactly. Let's get into that. So it was a grueling game with both teams hungry for points heading into the second half of the season. We played Wellington Phoenix a couple of weeks before and lost the game. So we'd obviously amended our game plan, and we will again shortly. Wellington came firing early with an attempt by Davia, blocked um, by Scott, but a few moments later, Ben Wayne sealed a beautiful goal in. I'm going to say it, Ben Wayne, one of the most exciting people in Australia, in, in this league at the well, moment. He's a New Zealander, but, but yeah, exciting that's talent. I, I, I changed what but I was saying. That but. ball by Davila to him too, very good. Yeah, it, it was accurate, it had a good pace on it, so we could just have to direct it. Um, and Davila did well to beat two West United players to get yeah. that cross. He, he's, and then Wayne I mean, had to beat two players. They beat the entire defense by themselves. Yeah, they mopped us, and it was. 
I haven't seen a murking like that in a long time. No, me neither. And the thing I noticed we did at the start though is we were very niggly. We were trying to niggle them at every chance. We are trying to break them from breaking forward. Yeah. Like we, we were playing for the tactical. But that's the thing. They like controlling the ball and we were pushing back on that. Like we were like, you could obviously see we'd amended our game plan since the last one. Yeah. We, we went a bit um, bash brothers on them and started bodying them a little bit. Who do you think our bash brothers are? Sanchez? And it was cock. I was going to say, it was cock. Got to be one. <laughs> Am I is, but it's at the ball. He likes to bash the ball. Probably. Like, I'm going to say it. Uzcock's probably like one like in our top five players for me. Any any game. Mm. Any game. Just You know what you're getting. Yeah. Quality. Um, we'll get on. West United followed, uh, followed that back quickly with Connor Payne feeding the ball to Lockie Wales with a great right foot to the bottom corner of the net. Was that beautiful? That was a gorgeous finish, the way that curled. That, that, that was an elite finish mm. no matter the level. Like, that's going in. Yeah, 100% beautiful. I'm, I really enjoyed seeing Lockie Wales in that striking role. And although he doesn't have the, the, the clinical finishes of Barisha, I feel like he makes up for that for the ability to not be offside. Yeah, and the other thing I like about Wales is, and I'm you know they will end up trying this, but I always wanted to see him as like a second striker, with somebody mm. else as a foil for him, mm. a to create some space for him, and b so he could make some intelligent runs. Yeah, I'm really impressed with Wales' season this year, yeah. to be honest. Should we do a like a young player of the year award as well? And so the younger, like anyone under 25, or maybe like- for like the maybe for like if they're in their first two years at the. Like young, say under twenty two. Yeah, yeah, and the youngest player with the most points in the player of the year, young young player Gets of the year. I like that. Yeah, we already got the data. Yep. Um, yeah. So we and that was beautiful. Connor Payne had a great game this today. Yeah, he, he did. Referring to this, uh, which I thought he'd been very fatigued, and which you can see, but solid innings. Now, this was another game with a, no, a number of yellow cards we played. The grit was out and Hamill succumbed to a bullshit red card 47 minutes deep. I haven't seen a more bullshit display since the Kennedy assassination. And to quote Bill Hicks, back into the left. Which in this context is, he's coming from under him in the back to the side. Well, look, here's the first point. Has anyone ever jumped with their arms by their sides? It doesn't work. How do you keep your balance? It doesn't work. That's how you do a knee injury or an ankle injury. One. Two, look at Hamill's eyes the entire time. They are focused on one thing and one thing only, the ball. Now, if he'd done a side glance or something and done it, Mm. fair enough, fair cop. But his eyes are only, his head does not swivel in any other direction other than that ball. And I don't think he's that kind of player either. Three, however, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Wayne was smart to play on that, knowing he had a yellow. Hundred percent. That 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 Wayne for Wellington, he's a bit more experienced beyond yeah. his years. Yeah. Stage, he's doing very well. If he's in this league next season. I'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Or if not, he's getting snapped up the year after. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, tell you who. Yeah, and then that changed everything. I'll tell you who stepped up for me with the red card. I thought Uzcock was great. Yeah, hundred percent. I thought he did a lot of covering in this game and he had a lot of jewels. Yeah. Great numbers. He's he's consistent and he's happy to do whatever is required to keep the team organized. I've like I think he will 
I like him in the centre midfield, but I wouldn't be surprised if he become next year because I don't think Durante, Durante will play. Neither do I. I just as an assumption, I don't know anything, but I dare say he might form the basis of our Depends. back line, depending Look, on our formation. And I won't be surprised or if they create a role for him between defence and midfield where he's got licence to be either one. Yeah. Because he's, he's starting to take on that responsibility where you can trust him to know the right decision. That is also vice-captain, so he's obviously got a bit of sway with the, the blokes. A bit and, of leadership to him. Yeah. So I'm a big fan. And so after this this red card, we obviously changed our formation and went into a defensive shell. What are, what are your thoughts on it? I think we had to. I think because the last game against Wellington, we paid the price for not doing that. We were a bit too aggressive and we got caught going the other way. But I thought we dug well and created some decent chances. 100%. I was very impressed with the fact we could play with 10 men the way we did. Yeah. We went into our shell, but we didn't try and go for the draw. We were trying to win it, but in the intelligent way. Yeah. Like we wanted to do it where, look, if we get a point, so be it. But if we can get three, let's try and do it. But let's not get zero. And I'm going to talk about this, and I feel like this was a poor decision, in my opinion, and you're you're, you're welcome to counter with that. Barisha was brought on the, t- the 77th. Yeah, Bess isn't your late sub, especially mm. with 10 men. What's no. he going to do? Look, Bess once was one of the be- best hold-up strikers to allow players to run on and things. Mm. He doesn't have the ability at the moment. Well, that's what I mean. Like, this sub didn't make sense to me. And yes, he, he is a great striker, but... When we're a man down, he's not the kind of guy that's going to outpace someone and jog the ball. On he's the also counter. not going to keep the possession. Well, that's a th- and that's what's critical. Exactly, and it's, it's very frustrating to watch when we have him at the front, especially when a man down. When you don't, when you're relying on him yeah. to be that striker, where yeah. you need yeah. someone with a bit more pace. Like Look, in this game, I really would have liked to have seen. He isn't on here, but I really would have liked to have seen. Um, Kane Shepard. Yeah. This would have been a good game for Kane Shepard. To trial him. Look, I'd prefer a young kid to, or a less experienced player to get a chance and try something than a player you know can't, is in their, like, had their prime days and can't possess the ball, like maintain mm. possession. Mm. Look, I, I reckon I've probably been the most positive one about best out of the group here. This wasn't the game for him. That's what, And that's me being the most positive one about him saying that. Yeah, yeah. I... I don't like saying because I, I really am a big fan of Bessar Barisha, but I don't think that he was utilised the right way. If he had a start, a different story. Different mm. story. Uh, uh, the other thing I want to make note about this game is I thought Diamante was excellent oh, from end to end. From when, we, when it was 11 v 11 and even when it was 10 v 11, defensively he was good, attacking he was good. Yes, he was a lot. It was a lot less risky when he was moving forward this game, which you could really tell that we're really trying to. Keep but him when there. the trigger was there to be pulled, he also pulled yeah. it. Big fan. I feel like he's getting back better. He's getting better from his injury. Yeah, I feel like we're getting into like Diamante of late last season. I feel like a goal's coming. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anything to add on this game? Look, I'm just happy we got the point. Yeah, I think that I'm was happy a- we got through Tassie with a great festival. All the lads having a good time. And results. Yeah. We didn't want to go there and have two losses. You know, no one turned, like, our fans didn't go. Like, it, all around, I think it was a great positive experience. It's a good promotion for the A-League to show the fun you can have. But we'll move on to player of the year. Yeah. Who have you got? All right. So, my three is Diamante. I really thought from minute one to minute 90, he was excellent. Uh, Wales gets my two. My God, what a finish on that goal. 
And my one, I'm going to give to Uscock, who again, I thought stepped up the second Hamill was out. I actually thought Hamill was playing really well until that card too. I was a big fan as well. And if you look at his stats, he actually had an, a, a lot of jewels, a decent passing accuracy, and a lot of actual passes yeah. for that time period. And that's what I noticed with Uzcock in this stat when I was looking over everything. He had a lot of jewels. He, he had more jewels than anyone else. He at least neutralized all of them. And he really saved us a couple of times in that game, in my opinion. Mm. Now, on to Jay. Jay had three to Wales, two to Payne, one to Amai. Leb had three to Wales, two to Payne, one to Scotty. Scott had three to Wales, two to Dia, one to Amay. And I had three to Payne for just being all over that game. He was heavily involved in everything. He was very good. And I was a big fan of what he was doing. Uh, Wales, two for the goal and just I really, I was a, it was good to watch him in that kind of game. Uh, and one to Diamante for everything we've said. He had a great game. I feel like, see, very... Uh... I think everyone was sort of happy with the performance of the team there, looking at all those votes. Yeah. Like, Eric, no one sort of was like, no, nah, we, we did bad there. Everyone was sort of like, yeah, we, we all around the board, we did well. Yeah. Do you want to get on to the next game? Yes. So, I will take care of this one. So, as we know, on on a cold Monday night in Melbourne, we took on our Newcastle Jets in front of 990 people. I got 99 problems, but seagulls are really the problem with the sound. I think the seagulls outmanned us, to be honest. Yeah. Look, they do well, Seagulls. They just wanted some chips. They were disappointed on a cold bit of Melbourne nut. What did you think of the lineup? So this is the one where we finally make a bit of a change. Now, it was originally listed as a 3-4-1-2, with, but um, Lustica had to replace Duzel at the last minute as he pulled up Saw pre-game. Now, I recall the commentators and you, we actually had a bit of a conversation about this, um, said that we then switched to a 4-4-2. Mm. I still saw it as sort of the other way. You saw it as the 4-4-2. Either way... It was good to have two at the front. It may have been like a mix, like we tried to do a four four two, but we're not used to. I feel like we did four four two defensively, but mm. moving forward, we pushed. We sort of mm. went to the. We transitioned three, to that other to that, the the three four one two, yeah. and I thought it gave us a new dimension and gave us a lot of space. Yeah. What did you think about tinkering with the lineup? I, I was a big fan because it also it was a good game to tinker with because it is the Jets. They are not the top team, but they are still decent for the level. Uh, yeah, great. I was a big fan of it. Defensively, I think it shored up a lot of issues and would minimise some of the issues we have with wing backs. Well, that was also too, like when we went to 4-4-2 defensively, if it got too much, one of the midfielders would drop in to give us five in a line. We defended yeah. quite often at five in a line. And I thought that was brilliant because mm. A, it set up an offside trap, but B, it gave us bodies and numbers yeah. to shore it up. And we weren't, exposed going that way just due to the way we were shaped. Yeah. I actually was really excited by this lineup. It's probably the biggest change we've had yeah, and as I, a club I, ever. Also, I liked the lineup as in who started. Yeah. I, I thought it was a good balance. And having like Wales and Barisha up front was really good. Because it's a foil. That's what yeah. I mean. I don't mind best playing a foil because they're all focused. If you can drag, if best can drag one or two, you're creating space for Wales. Mm. And so we'll segue into that. Creating space for Wales. That opening, we started out very aggressive in this game. We had a lot of good like chances, like trying to get the ball forward to have shots. And then Wales in a nice pocket of space on the left-hand side would uh, do a nice pass at the 12-minute mark, which uh, to poor Stanley uh, misread and uh, lobbed into the back of his own net. Italiano was not a happy Italian. <laughs> he was a, a Rambo Italiano, if you will. No, like that's first blood, you know, crying in the hills. But 
I was, can we give three points to Stanley? Like for getting us a goal there? Like I felt bad for him because it was, but it was a brilliant ball by way. I was like, it was mm. a confusing ball. It was a dangerous pass. He did have to cut that out. Mm. I mean, yes, the keeper could have stopped it, but it was also in that sort of no man's land patch where a striker could have run on and tapped in. Yeah. Great ball by Wales. Well, Bess was just behind Stanley from memory, so that's what I mean. It gets through. Like it was, it was, yeah, it was to the right of him. Yeah. So and it, Stanley was just like, I'll just kick this out of here, and uh, he did. He did right into the back of the net. But I thought, like I said, this, this, see, he was too focused on trying to block it from Bess that mm. he didn't focus, and that's what I mean. That the two strikers thing, brilliant, and I liked having Diamani sitting behind them to orchestrate. Yeah. Just do your thing. Lob balls. And then you got Sanchez behind that and there was Cock behind. Oh, it was good. It was exciting. It was vibrant. Even the sticker wasn't too bad in this game. No, he, he was good too, given the fact he stepped up on zero notice. Like, hey, you're playing now. I felt he kind of fought for positions. You go on with your points, but... No, no. Um, so, 22 minutes. So, a lot of this stuff actually happens early in this game. So, if you want to set the narrative for this yeah. game... 22 minutes in, the only just returned Joshy Risden, and this was his first game starting from memory. Oh, did he start? The, well, yeah, he did start. Sorry, he got something. The only second game back from the injury. Ended up injuring his foot, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it had to be replaced by Kelva. Now, how nervous were you about Kelva starting in his spot? He did that last season quite well. So, I, to be honest, when we did put Pieris in the right wing back role, I was surprised. Because I thought Calver would have been a bit more of a like for like, not like an exact one, but you know someone who is a bit more experienced. Yeah. That was kind of my. I was surprised by Calver not getting more to game time up to this, but I think he came into the the role really well and defensively were good. Look, he did he shock me? Look, I admit we're not making the sub though. I was nervous. He's made like he's had a few mistakes this year. Mm. No hiding it. Yeah, it is some, what it is. I, I was like, oh crap, is this going to be you know the turning point? <laughs> Played excellent. Really impressed with him. I think he benefits from the like the, the four at the back kind of scenario and less of it like a more of a dynamic back line yeah. as opposed to a static three with the, the wingers. That's what I'm saying. This new formation actually worked really well for Calvin. That's what I mean. Like Because he was able to come back. He was able to run free. Newcastle didn't raid him. Well, the, here's the thing. He had a shot at goal. Yeah. And we'll get to hit the other thing he does later. Yeah. Shortly, but um, and then how do you think Risden's injury is going to impact us going forward? Look, I don't see it as much of a loss because we've already missed him for so much. It was a luxury. I mean, I'd love to have him in the side. He's a luxury player, but we've already dealt without him. Yeah, it's it's shit that he hasn't been available all season and has probably led to a bit of shuffling and stuff. But it's also given opportunity, like that's. The benefit of this, Dylan Pieris is, is in our, our second best goal scorer this season. Uh, Lockie Wales got in game time as well. We're getting to blood our youth yeah. better this season. We've gotten some players to fill in the position to learn that sort of wing back role. Yeah. So it's development. It's been great. It's shown the squad depth we have. And it hasn't killed us, I don't think. No. I don't think like a lack of right wing back has been the reason why we've lost games. No. If not, if he was there, we just have Dylan Pieris and Lockie Wales coming in the 70th minute every game. Yeah. So it's been it's f- forced us to change our game plan. And yeah. It's made us more dynamic and less predictable. Exactly. So the game after that sort of just ebbed and flowed. Look, there wasn't a lot in it personally. I don't know about you, but that was just my take. There wasn't a lot happening after that. Yeah. Sort of really. It 
sort of ebbed and flowed until the 69th minute when a break on the right led to Calver, yes, that's Calver, assisting Pierres, who had a tap-in with no one around him to kill off the game. Yeah, that was beautiful. I'm surprised VR didn't get involved there, to be honest. Yeah. Like, although it wasn't offside, I'd, VAR are looking for any excuse to reject a goal. Like By us. Like, everything <laughs> is just triggering over the reject button. Like, I want to reject a goal, I want to reject a goal, I want to reject a goal. Right. From there, the Jets had no fuel. And Wu was all about clock management. Do you have any lasting thoughts? I thought it was just a business transaction. For, get the job done, get out. It's what, it, we, we are very good with our time management and shithousery. Taking time to get the ball. I think this is the game where Ryan Scott got carded. It was. Um, the other thing, actually, I want to note to note: Diamani could have had like th- could have had a hat trick on yeah. the night. Like this was this is Diamani coming back into it, and I'm he, excited. He was peak, and he loved the role too because he had players behind him to protect him, mm. and he had two players he could aim at to give balls to. Exactly, and then he could also let them run off and have shots himself. This new formation, I think, gets the best out of our players. 100%. Especially like your Wales, your Diamani, your Uzco defenders. You know, Imai's improving in it. Payne's playing well in it. Mm. Like, but it means he doesn't have to run his guts out as much. Yeah, like Payne's being forgotten. Like, as in, like, he's able to just do his thing. Like, he's not even a focal point anymore. It's like, and that's great for us because we have a quality player who can do what he wants. Well, that's the thing. He's got the ability to push forward. He can defend. He's not like getting the ball all the way up to the box, trying to do his one-two triple deke. Well, that's right. He can let triple Wales deke do to Borussia, who is either offside or doesn't have a good shot. And then what's oh. that? We're caught on the counter. Now even if to... it gets to Bess, and then he's running his guts back down. But even if he does go too far forward now, he's not doing it every single play. Mm. So he's able to got the energy to go back the other way. Exactly. And then give it his all. Yeah, no, I thought this was a great all-round thing for us as a club. We got the win, we got to play a new style, we got to become less predictable. It was just a good, simple business night for Western United. 100%. Have you got any final comments on the game? No, I think I've summed it up pretty. That's cool. It's not a huge game to talk about. Look, it really wasn't, but in terms of successfulness, completely mission accomplished. Three points. Yeah. Uh, so, who are your points today? So, I gave the three again to Diamani. I thought he was—he just loved the role. He, like I said, he could have had a hat trick. He forced some good saves from Italiano. Mm. He really did. Like Italiano was not a happy person. No, <laughs> like from one Italiano to another, <laughs> it was not a good night. <laughs> uh, I gave Wales the two. Um, I thought he was loving life as a second striker. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he played well the whole time. Till Ran his guts out. Yep. And uh, I gave Calver one. I was really impressed with when he came on. He stepped up. He got the assist for the second to kill the game off. I thought he was great both ways and deserved, the, you know. He proved me, like, he put the rest of my doubts that I'd had on some of his earlier mistakes. Jay had three points to Diamante, two to Wales and one to Calver. So again, oh, we went the same. Yeah. I didn't even realise that. Leb went three to Dia, two to Wales, one to Scott. Uh, Scott did three to Dia, two to Wales, one to Sanchez. And I went three to Wales for having a really good game. Look, Between the first no role hate there. and running in that secondary striker role was really good. Then I went to Omai because I think he had an amazing game 
And it was also real. And this is just a, the narrative that they would really talk about on the night. Was, it was the first time he saw his family in six months. Actually, that is actually that, a like, point we he, needed to bring up. Yeah, actually, I, yes. so I just, And he did play very well. I just, yeah. He had a good game and he got, he took that head knock, remember? He, or, or, no, in the back. He yeah. got hit in the back and he went down. And it was lovely seeing his family and was, his kids there. It was beautiful seeing all the players like who had who had kids bring their kids. I believe Diamani brought his kids. Yeah. Well, Best brought his. Yeah. It was just nice. It was a nice family night. And actually, that's something I regret, like not being able to attend with my knee injury. It would have been nice. Yeah, same. Like that, just seeing that, it was beautiful and... You could see how happy he was to have his kids there again after six months. Like, and he's played very well. Cons- when your family's been, that can play on your head a bit. He's played very well considering. Well, he's been in a foreign country without his family. English is not his first language. For six months. Could you imagine and that? And he's played with a smile on his face. With every- quarantines? Like border closures? Yeah. Australian government. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... So shout out to Tomoki, two to him. Sorry to get sidetracked. No, I'm glad you brought that up. That was a that was really hit me in the feels, and uh, yeah, that was a big one. And one to Dur- Durante because I think he had a really good game for his 350th A League game. Yeah, 350. I lot. believe it was. Yeah, it was a shit ton. Shout out Dura, you because he's been consistent these last few games he's played for us. He has again. The back four works for him because there's so many people there to cater for it. And with Uzcock in the middle, we have a solid defensive and attacking midfield. And again, like, I don't think we're disagreeing on who was the best players. I think everyone's performance is lifting. So it's hard to pick and everyone's picking. Like you, you can't, there's no one really disagreeing. Like you can't say that person was better. How could you give them votes? Yeah. hundred percent. You know what I mean? I think it's a scenario. Of, yeah. I can see that. Like when you gave him either votes, I'm like completely. Yes. Hits me in the emotes. It was, it was like he played really well. No, but that's what I'm saying. You're not giving it to him for the emotional factor. He played well, mm. and given everything, it was a huge context. Yeah. So that's a big one. Do you want to get on to the next game? So on Friday, April 30th, Western United took on Adelaide United at Cooper Stadium in front of 7,699 people. The game had eight yellow cards that didn't result in reds. I'm going to say this first off, and this is a big shout out to Adelaide for showing up and putting on like what felt like a very oppressive stadium. You know when they talk about owning a stadium and making it yours and making it opposing for like for opposition players? Done. And the crowd 100%. sounded loud. They were loud. They were into it. They were chanting at play. You could hear people swearing at the players. There's a scene where Diamante goes down for something. I think it was Diamante. And you can see an old dude in the background doing like the you're crying thing. I love seeing that passion in sports fans. There's even a dude that's flipping off Ryan Scott or something, or having to go at Ryan Scott when he's taking his time to get the ball at the end of the game. Um, there were there were red cards in the game that didn't result. Oh, sorry, no, I was going to say because there, there were red cards. Because <laughs> when uh, the Adelaide player walked off, you could hear the swears. <laughs> the swears, plural. I don't think there's a like plural is an understatement of how many curse words <laughs> there were. Let's just say the t- the camera was in a bad position. <laughs> I loved it. But that's what you want to see. I, I like seeing emotion and the guys that went said they had an amazing time. So I'm big fan of it. Um, how, what do you think of the lineup? So this was more like your 4 2 2 2, I believe. They yeah. went for. I was surprised to see um, Diamante up front. That was confusing. And then Wales behind. I get we're still just playing with things that I like that we're playing. I just really like the idea of two strikers, Diamante behind them. Yeah, feeding balls. I think they spoke about in the commentary that Diamante wants to get a goal. 
He does. He, and you could see it from some, like, do you see some of his attempts from halfway just to keep the keeper on edge? But you see my, like, this is what I'm saying. It's getting to the point, though, where he is going to hit one very shortly. It, you can feel it coming. It's going to be like, oh, it's going to be beautiful when he, he just does, he's going to do something crazy. Well, he's already got the most assists. The man deserves an award. Yeah. I mean, a goal, reward for his. Uh... I was pretty happy by our, our um, actual bench as well. We had Shepard, Hamill, Listica. Voyetsa, Inman, and Guarachena. Guarachena again on the. That's the only thing I'm. Look, and I get it's hard to fit everyone in. I'm just wondering if we can find something to get Guarachena some game time. I feel like he's a bit wasted. Yeah, like he, he he's not a pine city. You know what I mean? Yeah. But look, I'm not going to hate. I get they're trying things. So be it. So now, straight off the bat, look at the numbers of cards. Do you think referee Chris Beath was heavy-handed or a result of a highly competitive game that was a bit grueling and a bit... Oh, I think it was a bit more of a lot. I think our games v Adelaide have been getting a bit more... We've always had big games with them. Not that there's... I don't think it's there's a... Like, it's not like... A rivalry just yet, but but the players all seem to sense something when they're playing one another. Yeah, it's... it's there's something there. We've had, like, some big wins. Like, last time we were in Adelaide... We won by like four goals. Well, that was the big one. That, that was, was the Ryan last game Scott. before COVID. Yeah. Fun fact, that was Ryan Scott's debut. It was. And, you know, the game before that was that crazy game at the Witten Oval. Yeah. Well, we, like there was, I think it's five goals and it was like... Uh, it was 4-3. Yeah, 4-3. So seven, seven. goals. Like we've had like... And then we had the draw at the start of the season. Which, Zero's... in fairness, could have easily been 3-3, three, 4-4, three, four, four, as much as it was yeah. nil all. Like it was a banger. I know, it just... I, I really am enjoying the football. Like when we play Adelaide, I go shit. I want to watch that. I feel like it's a, like it's a game where you want to clear your schedule and watch it. Exactly. Like Jets Monday night, cool. Nothing else is really on. I'll do it. You know. Yeah, what I mean? Whereas Adelaide, you're like, like even on a Friday night, I'm going to watch this instead. Exactly. You know, like there was the like for example that night was not being an AFL fan as well. A Richmond game was on. Still went to the, like it was an exciting West United game and one you just mm. want to watch. Yeah. But Richmond did win though, didn't you? Yeah, but not. what I'm saying is like I was still more enamored and excited that's, for this game because this there's something in this game that's developing. Yeah, I know. I, f- I've, I f- completely feel it. And it's those big upsets either way. Yeah, there's just something in it. Like there's always a story or a narrative in there. Yeah, exactly. And do you want to get into that? Yes. So I'm just going to keep this brief because there's so much to talk about with this game. And there were yellow cards handed out within the first 15 minutes either side. Uh, Sanchez was Sanchez was issued his second yellow 36 minutes into the game after colliding from behind with Dorigo going down, clutching his head. What are your thoughts? And I'm I'm not going to hate on Dorigo for doing what he did because that's the game. Yeah. That's it's a culture. It's again, you know what I mean. It's that's a cultural thing. It's a smart move. It's you know if I can't hate I, I can't hate on Wayne for doing what he did. I can't hate. No, it is it's the game. Do I? And think if you're on a yellow, you got to be smart. Mm. You know. Unfortunately, look, he was already missing the next game anyway. If anything, it just helped him. Uh, if you know his Instagram is going to be him going to zoos and shit again, getting having photos down South Bank. Yeah, like that's what happened last go- time. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, look, it is what it is. It, it was probably there through silliness more than anything. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think it was a little bit heavy-handed. It, I think it's soft, but when I mean, I think the card was heavy-handed. The action was light. Yeah. And everyone was quite surprised by that. He jumped forward. I mean, it's clearly obvious he did it, but same time, Sanchez just had to take that, stop that 
milk sooner, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it is yeah. what it is, but it, it changed the course of the game, really. But and set an Sorry to cut you off, but I think it set an awkward precedent for how much cards are going to be flowing this day. You know yeah. what I mean? When you go to a red 36 minutes deep, unless there's a big heinous action, you expect cards for every minor infringement. And you saw players playing up to this. The rest of the game. Yeah. And I'll con- do you have anything else to add no, up to this point? I, no, I don't think I do. Honestly, look, it happened. Mm. We we coped well. I was I raged about it. Yeah, we we did. We had a few messages about that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, curse words, my favourites. <laughs> now, Western United moved to the defensive strategy once Sanchez was sent off. What are your thoughts on this? Again, smart. I think we were trying to if we can get the three points. Go for the three points. I think we've learned from that game a couple of weeks ago. We were too exposed in the first game against Wellington. Mm. I think we've now learned try and get the three points. If we get a point, well, it's not the worst result, but let's not go for zero here. Yeah. Um, so again, I liked it. Do we want to get into the uh, two big moments? Look, how about I do one? You do one. Yeah, you do one. All right. So the first one was the Barisha goal that was disallowed due to it hitting Uscox's hand. I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can, but I cannot see any conclusive, clear as day conclusive evidence that it come off any part of Oscock's hand. I don't know. Did you see it come off his hand when he had butts it down? No. I, I And I'm happy to be wrong. I'm a firm believer in if I cannot identify something, someone is more skilled than me to do so. But from what I saw of the tape, unless VAR have a better camera angle or the refs... That we're not seeing in a higher definition? Yeah. Because, like, to me, it's, it's grainy. You can't tell one way or the other. Look, I could have understood if they were saying it was potentially offside, which obviously it wasn't because they're not ruling it off for offside. Because otherwise you would have gone that version because that's the easiest thing to say. Well, mm. best was offside. Best wasn't because there was an Adelaide player on the goalpost. Yeah. So that ruled out any offside. I just don't. It seems like VAR seemed more happy to dis- what I prefer to go on the rule of let's disallow a goal and have it have been there than... Let's rule in a goal that should have, you know what I mean? They're too happy to disallow a goal over allowing a goal in. Mm, there's no like benefit of doubt towards the attacking team. Exactly. There's which... no benefit of doubt. There's no margin. They're like, look, and Uscox's hand, had I have seen it in a weird spot where mm. it looked like it could have hit it, I could get it. But to me, it was near his body. And, you know, it looked shouldery to me. Like... As, as the commentators said, like, I didn't change the direction of the ball, so even if it did, like you can't see any weird deflection. Like what, what? It's made no consequence to the actual movement of the ball. Yeah. I think we need to get the people from CSI in and get them to have their little red dots out and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just maybe a bit of blue light. It'd probably be quicker than VAR. <laughs> it would be. All right. Let's uh, get into the second one. Now, in the most controversial moment of the game, and I'm assuming the week, 77 minutes deep. Diamante on the on the counter bypasses Elsie and lobs a beautiful ball to Pieris, who burns two defenders and the keeper to net in a beautiful goal. As per the norm, VAR interjects and overturns the goal. Thoughts? We've all seen the video of the line. What part of Pieris is in front? What? Tell me what part. Supposedly his shoulder, but I don't see how shoulder's an advantage. I don't even think it's in front. I think it's on the line. Well, that's what they're claiming. That's what their claim is, the line that goes up to the shoulder, it goes off a red line that is in front of where Thingo's line is. But if you look at the guy that they're using for Adelaide, 
his blue line doesn't – he's over the blue line. So yeah. it's not accounting for depth here. Can we get a graphic designer doing like a freaking vanishing point on this shit or something? Because I'm – I'm sorry, but to me that is not a clear and obvious error. What, what's clear about that? To me, that is the line. You know I'm looking at it, yeah? Yeah, I know you're looking at it. That's what I'm saying. I can, <laughs> I can tell you're looking at it. To me, that is on the line. Here's the thing though. If we're instituting this technology that is perceived as infallible, humans aren't infallible. There's got to be have a degree of error rate, say 97% or something, to account for humans wanting to actually enjoy the product. If we're going to, like, it's like when you listen to electronic music, like when you hear a drum machine or something, you're like, oh, it's not as good as a, not as good as a live drummer. You know what I mean? It, you need that human to carry that. And if we can't hold football players to an impossible standard. Well, the only thing I can suggest now is, so you know how to have goal line technology. We don't actually. In, you know in how to have it? We invest in that, but all the players have to use it. <laughs> so that way they can track where the player is to the ball, to the other player. and know the tracker the, in the ball. The exact GPS location. Even if they have to wear goddamn body suits now <laughs> so they can get the exact pinpointed so they know to within a millimeter who is in front of who. Because at the moment, VAR is killing the game and killing the enjoyment. I'd prefer to go back to the days of human error linesmen. Well, but that's the thing. If you went, hey... I would take that any day of the week. And it doesn't take the onus off the referee. Like, they're like... Oh, it's just, yeah, and it's like just I said, frustrating. Again, to me, that's on the line. Again, it's showing to me that VAR are more concerned with disallowing a goal than allowing a goal. And I think that... And I'm not saying it's an Adelaide thing. I'm saying it's a hometown thing. Mm. I think that was a hometown decision. I think it had it been going the other way and it was the Adelaide... Mm they would have allowed that goal. Yeah. And look, would I have been angry? Probably, you know, bias. Yeah. Man. But it's on the line. Yeah. Even the other way. It's on the line if it were the other way. But in a neutral perspective, anyone could say, hey, that's within a degree of error that I would accept. Now, a couple of things. How do you explain to someone new watching the game or wanting to get into the game the offside rule with that? You don't. Because you can't. No. And that tells me it's not a clear and obvious error. I had this conversation with my wife. Yeah, like, I'm confused. I now don't know what's offside anymore. I'm still so confused. Let's move on because we could rant about this all day. Yes. It, it wasn't a good call, but it did fan a lot of heat for the right at the end of the game. So the crowd was at fever pitch with Western United wasting time and niggling in Adelaide. Were you a fan of the, the wasting time that we did from the... I'm going to refer to it as icing because I'm not sure what it's called in football, but in, in ice hockey... Shithousery. It's yeah, called shithousery. Shit no, it's like called Atletico Madrid. So, <laughs> but yeah, in ice hockey, um, you like... Slap the, the puck down the other you end. You dump it. That's yeah. why they have icing so that way it yeah. goes all the way back up the other end so you don't actually get a tactical advantage from it. Yeah, but that's what you'd ice the puck to, to avoid yeah. having to deal, like get the defenders out of your area and shit. That's what kind of the thing we did. And I'm using my reference point because I played hockey growing up. Do you think it was a bit of fun? Would you rate it? Damn, Arnie did well. Yeah, his shit, ha- like, yeah, going down. It was a lot of fun. I would be frustrated and I can understand how annoyed the, other, the, the home fans would have been because... It's happened to us. We've got some bad bar calls. And I think it's adding a lot of spice to the games with Adelaide. Yeah. Like I'm looking forward to the next Adelaide game. I'm saying it's adding to the narrative of this. Neither team has won this season. So if we play them in a final. Neither team scored this season. Well, th- they have, but <laughs> VAR has not allowed it. The shithousery culminated with an altercation with Mo Toure receiving a second yellow in the 94th minute. Again, look, he did clearly clip. Durante. Yeah. He clearly clipped him. Um, look, it was probably a yellow card offense. So it was a second pro- yellow. You know, that's, I mean, yeah. it was, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be unbiased here in my yeah. opinion. 
I do think it was a yellow card offence because it studs up at the ankle. Yeah. Um, and there's also that confrontation that looked like a like a, a like you know a local park brawl was going to yeah. happen, and um, you saw because Mork went down and Hamill's like what and Mork like Hamill's like what are you doing, bro? I'm over here. Like I'm not even near you. Like he obviously yeah. went down for nothing, and that kind of really because you could tell we were niggling at them. We were you would consider some of the players dirty. Like it was very oh, the shit hours. We were definitely right. dirty. To no doubt, I'm not going to sit here and say we were playing a clean game and we're above no, the not after the. We did what we had to do to get points because that's what we need at this point of the season. Um, but I, I don't. I'm going to take a moment to like acknowledge how good Adelaide were. They were unlucky not to score against us. They had, they had like seventy percent of possession. Ryan Scott played phenomenal. Oh, a bit of a shout out for him in yeah, this Ryan game. Ryan Scott was amazing. Mork, um, the Toure brothers, they're electric. Yengi, I'm I'm such a big fan of Adelaide this season, yeah. and they're showing what a good youth system can do when you top them up. Urich was good too. I'm so surprised. That we Halloran, Halloran, I'm surprised they didn't score on us, especially when we went ten down with how they played the first thirty. West United Adelaide game show how exciting a nil all game can be when two teams are attacking. Well, that's what other people have said. That's like, despite the of the three nil all draws, this was the one that was a good watch. Yeah, and that's typically what our games have been this season, bar when we parked the bus a bit early. Yeah, like I said, all but all our Adelaide games have been watchable games, and it. Shows the league what we can do if we're playing a vibrant brand of football. 100%. Do you want to do player of the year? Yep. I'll let you guys go first on this one. Uh, Jay had three to Dia, two to DP, one to Calva. Leb had three to Amay, two to DP, one to Scotty. Scott had three to Dia, two to Scott, one to Calva. And I had three to Diamante for an amazing performance. He was just creating options and... How he didn't score from the halfway point. He was keeping that goalkeeper, Gauchi, I think it is, on on his toes the whole time. Mm. It was it was amazing to watch. And even from a man down, we had the option to score and did inherently until it marked off. Uh, my two points go to Ryan Scott for the first double clean sheet in Western United history. We hadn't done it before, two weeks in a row. So that's a big thing for our team. It's huge for yep. us. Yeah, big deal. Because uh, we traditionally and he was big in this game. Yeah, he no was doubt. huge. Uh, I'm, I can see why he's our number one. He's earned that role. I'd be at this point alarmed if Curdo got game time over him. Same. Uh, and my one point goes to Calva. Wait, and did you and Scott just agree down the board on the same thing? I know. I'm. It's yeah. Hal has frozen over people. I actually messaged him when he sent it to us earlier. I'm like, we got the same ones. Because I've been, I'm, I've always been a fan of Calva. Um, and, he, and this is even with him, he had a really good goal opportunity where Diamante lobbed one in and he went to headbutt it in and he just didn't pick him up right. Of all the bad things that happened to this game, this was for me the least of an issue because he performed so well. And what's going to sound weird, for me, Diamante gets his third best player of the game in a row. So he has clean swept these last three games for me. <laughs> I think he's pretty much for everyone. Two to Ryan Scott. And this is where I'm going to go a bit different from everyone. I'm giving one to Durante. And here's why. After the card, he had the most tackles of any Western United player. He won all of them. He had the most duels. He lost only one of them. And in those dying moments, he literally put his body on the line to stop Adelaide from scoring. He's had a great couple of games. I thought he was immense. Um, people may disagree, so be it, but I thought he was excellent in that game. He really stepped up from a defensive point of view. And I think he does when we tend to go to 10 men. He's a great leader and 
yeah, he's he's had a couple of performances this season. Can, in this current formation, the way we're traveling, he's really yeah. working well. Do I think he'll be at the club next year? No. Do I think he needs to go? Yes, but giving credit where credit's due. I'm a big fan. Do you know who's winning the tally? It's a Diamante by a fair margin. <laughs> by 31. 31. Pretty much the, like, the last three <laughs> games of votes. Uh, so Diamante is currently placed first on 84 points. Lockie Wales second on 63. Ryan Scott third on, Ryan Scott third on 59. Tomoki Amai is fourth on 54. DP is fifth on 53. Ika is sixth on 39. Connor Payne is 7th on 38. Uzcock is 8th on 31. 9th uh, is Luke Duzel on 30. And 10th is Victor Sanchez on 27. Yeah, can I just say, so it's down to Scott or Wales for the Young Player of the Year award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's all but locked up. Yeah, well, DP's not that far off. And uh, can we just get the uh, the award to a most emo- emotive moment of the season to Tomoki Amai? Yeah, Family definitely. Reunion, like that... He gets the uh, pulled the heartstrings. I didn't cry, award. but if I had of like, if I had I, a soul, could, you would have cried. Yeah, no, just if I had a couple more beers, I would, it would have hit me in the feels. But yeah, it was a really beautiful moment. Uh, let's go. What else? And so for for the first time this season, I think we should bring up the ladder, Kelsey. Really? And of course, uh, I'm, we're going to bring up the A League Live by S- Sportsmate, which is our preferred st- statistician program slash fixture. It's it's great. I, I also have it up right now. Yeah, I, I always matchy. have it up. Yeah, matchy-matchy. And as you can see, we're coming sixth. But two games in hand. On Yep, on we've played 18 games, eight wins, four draws, six losses with a goal difference of four for a total of 28 points. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers are also on 28 points with 20 games. But just behind them, and this is the real danger to the top six, Brisbane. Brisbane. 100%. 17 games, one point behind. They win those games. They can actually go as high as second. If they beat us this week, because I got, I think we have them on Wednesday. It, it's a momentum changer for yeah. everyone. Yeah. If we that, win, it's sort of... See, because in theory, they can go above Melbourne City, but City have two games. You back them in to win at the moment. They play each other next week, City and Brisbane, hmm. uh, um, down in Melbourne. It'll be a true litmus test for how well both teams are going. Because uh, City are two games, spot, two games behind, just like we are. So it's going to be interesting. We have a rough three games coming up. Yeah. All three away. Brisbane, Western Sydney, Perth. Before yeah. we go home to Sydney, and then we're off to Wellington. Ooh, that's not fun. Uh, and I do believe that game is in Wellington. Do you, go, you want to preview next week's game? Yeah, sure. So on the 5th of May which is obviously Wednesday. We take on Brisbane Raw at Dolphin Stadium in Redcliffe at 7.05. Brisbane Raw in hot form, and I think this is going to be a... This is the have to win. Yeah, make or break. And ha- and ha- losing uh, Sanchez is going to be a big one, but we've still got Lestica. Hopefully, we might have Rizzo back. Ica could come in. I don't I don't know how he's in the midfield, though. He's always been played in like that right wingish yeah, kind of role. But we, I'm just saying we might have to shuffle a few... If Duzel's there, that. that's a different story. Yeah, Duzel, yeah. I, I honestly think we'll go with Lestica in that role. Yeah, I do too. That's it's it kind of feels like a safe bet. Um well yeah, Uzcock will have to do his thing. Oh, well, Uzcock will be that Uzcock yeah. will probably be the bet. I go Uzcock and think of Uzcock. But yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Um I think we should <laughs> stick with the two strikers for this game. Hundred percent. I think it should be although, you know, probably will have to be Bess and Wales up its front. 
our current streak is draw, win, draw, win, loss. Theirs is draw, win, 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 draw. So we've scored 27 goals, conceded 23. They've scored 25, conceded 17. So defensively, yeah, they're, defensively they're pretty good. Defensively, they've been great, which is why I think we need two up front. Uh, we need to try and pull that defense apart. Uh, our average age is 26.37. Theirs is 25.22. Do you know who I want to see get some game time against Brisbane? Inman. Yeah, that would be a real cop It would be even great if we scored. Celebrated right in front of their fans. I'm sorry, I'm just getting captivated by the amazing stats in Sportsmate. By Sportsbet uh, for A-League Live. Check it out. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm really excited to watch this. We've had 45 yellow cards. They've had 24. So they're more disciplined than us. <laughs> what about the red card statistics? Well, do you know we've had the most red cards in Western United history this season with a total of four versus last year having zero? And and are we all surprised Ursum Goulam didn't get one? Yeah, but in theory, it's only gone up by 0%. <laughs> Because zero times four is zero. <laughs> well played. What got, like, What do you think the score will be? I'm rather nervous about this game. I want to back us to win. Mostly because we have to. There's no choice about it. So you know what? I'm going to say it'll be a 1-0. I'm in a 2-1 capacity. I think we'll I concede. I thought that too, but I thought scoring two might be hard against Brisbane. So I'm going to go with the 1-0. Diamante, goal, and Lockie Wales to score. For a nice uh, set piece again. Yeah. Last year's final series. Before the next pod, we also have... It'd be Western Sydney, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, on the 8th. So, another short turnaround. We've done well in Western Sydney, though. Yep. And that's on Saturday at 7.10. I mean, I would take another 5-3 Diamani hat-trick. We've got a much better goal difference. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. How do you think we'll pan out there? I think we get the points against them, to be honest. I think a 3-1. If we can win those two, we can sort of shut the door... On teams taking us out of the top six. 100%. Because we're playing the teams that are around us. So, and then on Wednesday the 12th, so a four-day turnaround. So, we'll have a podcast out on Monday. We will be taking on Perth. Then three days later, we take on Sydney FC. There's a lot of travel and not a lot of recovery. No. That's, I think Perth will get done. If we win the other two, we're getting done in Perth. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. And Sydney will be a tough ask. This is why these two are crucial. Yeah. Because we're playing the teams around us. Once again, we're playing catch-up due to COVID. But if, I th- And if we can win this one, like I said, Brisbane then have to go to Melbourne to play City. Mm. So it's a chance to really... It becomes, you know, a six-point turnaround. So if those two games go away, we, can, we retain our spot in the six. So it's going to be interesting. How do you think it's going to go against the Wanderers? I think we can win that. Oh, so traditionally, we do well. Well, I'd be shocked if it's a draw. No. But I think we can win. We could probably concede in that one. So I'll say 2-1. Because we can't keep going with clean sheets forever. We've only lost once to Wanderers. That's what I mean. We usually do well. We've got two wins, one draw, one loss. Yeah. yeah I, I think we can get the win. A-League Live. Great stuff. Touch your fingers. Makes our podcast so much easier. So check that out. Link will be in the description. Uh, do you want to do the tipping comp ladder? Uh, so Atrax is coming first on 53. Mongoose, 40D, second. Michael MM is third. Look at Scott is fourth. Harris Mania is fifth. I'm sixth. Garzi's really done well. He's up to seventh. Lebby and the Joker Baby are 12th and 13th. And ESPN Fan, 56841 is he's tied 17th. So that's good. Uh, anything for cards this week? Celtic, come on, just say Celtic. Nah, 
Nah, there's no point. They're not even worth the time anymore. Yeah, I've got When you get pumped 4-1 in an old firm, you're irrelevant. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we, uh, we have... Actually, card, come on. We know the card for this week. It's three simple letters. VAR. Oh, yeah, VAR. Sorry. It's just, there's been so much VAR. Uh, yeah, 100% screwed us so much in the last month. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe All Out West podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Shoot us a message. You can send us a little message on Anchor if you want. It's been there a while. Only Ricky's done it. Shout out, Ricky. Hope the, the newborn's going well. I guess All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? Excuse me, sir. Have you got your cup of tea? I do enjoy a good tea for this. Oh, yeah, it's quite lovely.